Can you imagine? Are you are you at the place where you can imagine what it would feel like to be 100% committed to your marriage right now? Not in the future, but I want you to commit to your marriage now while you're single, before you met him. Or maybe you have a guy in mind, but can you commit to the idea of you being a wife and following through and doing whatever it takes to make that happen? Can I get a a yes, an amen, anybody here in for that? Like, is that what you want? Can you imagine what it would feel to make that commitment to yourself now? Because it makes a difference. Because most people don't. Most people will have this desire, but dismiss it or wait for it to happen to them. I I say over and over again, a Christ-centered marriage will not happen to you. It is something you are going to have to co-create with Christ and you are going to have to want it. Some people have this burning desire and it's so uncomfortable because it's not fulfilled that they just shut it down. And, and that doesn't work. Like if you shut down the wanting, you're just denying yourself. And it, it doesn't, it's not in that like, oh, die, deny yourself. And, you know, it's not that it's, it's denying a God-given desire, something that wa- Christ wants to actually fulfill and create through you. And so we don't want to shut that down, but sometimes we do because it hurts. And welcome to a very special episode of the Forever Love Podcast. I am your host and relationship coach, Lily Matongwiza, and I want to welcome you today to a recording from our masterclass that we just did. So if you're listening to this episode at the time it was released in June 2022, um, I want to share with you what happened yesterday during the first of our masterclasses, and I especially want to invite you to join us live. Now, for whatever reason, you might not be able to, and that's why I also wanted to provide the audio here for you, but if you have any opportunity to join us for the last three sessions, depending when you hear this, there are going to be three more sessions that are available for you to register for. They are free, they are live, and they are your opportunity to really get the help you need to get some of the tools and the mindset mindset shifts that you need to honor your God-given desire for marriage. And of course, you know, I love all of you. I love when you show up for these things. And I want to give you a little gift. So if you do show up live, I'm going to give you 10 conversation starters that you can use to help you get the ball rolling, whether you're talking to somebody online, whether it's a first date, whether it's like meeting in in different various ways. I have created 10, like, you remember Mad Libs, where you have to fill in the blank? It's done like that for you. And I did it in such a way that you're able to really get to the heart of the matter. If you're anything like me, you don't like small talk. You don't like to talk about the weather. You don't want to talk about fashion or sports or whatever. You want to have a meaningful conversation. And these conversation scripts are going to help you get there a little bit faster. And it's going to leave you 
you don't have to worry about what you're going to say and you can plug and play. You can use it in a text message. You can use it in an email. You can use it in person. You can kind of like create and personalize it and make it your own. But there are 10 conversation starters that I want to offer to you for free when you attend live. So if you haven't already registered for the masterclass and you haven't joined me live, please head over to Proverbs2426.com slash get the love and you have to put a capital G on that get. So Proverbs2426.com slash get the love, all one word with a capital G. And in case for whatever reason you can't, that's okay. Um, If you sign up, you're going to get the replay of it and you will get the video replay. And I want you to go check it out. But I also wanted to make sure you kind of use this as a preview, listen to as much as you want, um, and and come check out the live masterclass because it is really amazing to be there with you, to answer your questions, and to help you make this transition and honor your God-given desire. So enjoy listening to the audio of it, and I hope you will come and check out the live opportunity as well. Until next week, God bless you. Right, we are going, and I am so excited that we are here doing this. This is the Get the Love You Long For uh, Masterclass, and I am Lily Matanguiza, your Christ-centered relationship coach, and I am so excited to be here with you today. I have been like looking forward to this masterclass all week. And I am so glad you are here. So if you want to just like say hi, I see Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. And I know that it is early and more people are going to be coming in the very near future. People are going to be coming in. So as people come in, I'm going to try and pause and welcome everyone because I am super excited that we are here and we are like right on time. So I don't want to waste too much time, but I hope you had an amazing weekend. I hope that you are here with the intention to show up for more love, to experience more love in your life, because that is what I am here to help you create. So we're going to talk about how to honor your God-given desire for a Christ-centered marriage, because it is such a beautiful thing. It is something I sincerely want for you. And I'm so excited to be able to share this masterclass with you. So let's get started because I want to promise you that I am going to show you how you can attract all the love you have been longing for starting today. You do not have to wait. It is available to you today. And my mission is to help women honor their God-given desire for a Christ-centered marriage. I think marriage is such a beautiful thing. I think the journey towards marriage is special and unique in that it is an opportunity to grow, to become the next version of yourself, to become, um, to develop yourself emotionally and more importantly, spiritually to be more of who you already are in Christ. So you don't have to become someone new. You don't have to be different from who you are. You have to be more of who you are. And I think that is tremendously important and something we often forget about. So let's do that. 
And I want you to stay with me to the end. I know I appreciate you so much for being here because there are lots of things vying for your attention. You could be anywhere right now, but you are here with me and I appreciate you for it. And I would love to know, like, where are you tuning in from? I am over here in Canada, in Ontario. If you have been following me on the podcast, the Forever Love podcast for any amount of time, you know that I've got an interesting situation going on. I'm in Canada right now. My husband is in Zimbabwe at the moment. And that means I get to spend more time with you, which is amazing. But I'm also looking forward to him coming in July. Super excited about that. Enjoying the amazing weather we've got here. I want to know how you're doing. There is a chat box somewhere to the side or below your screen, depending if you're on a laptop or a computer or a phone. Wherever you are, I do not want this to be a one-way conversation. I want to engage with you. I want to talk to you. I want to answer your questions. I want to coach you. I am first and foremost a coach. I love coaching women to help them honor their God-given desires, whatever they may be, but particularly when it comes to Christ-centered marriage. So if you want to like say hi chat with me in the chat box. I would absolutely love that. And if you stick with me to the end, I have a special gift for you just for being here, just because I appreciate you so much for spending your time with me. And I'm going to ask you to kindly turn off any of your distractions. If you have a door, shut it. If you've got a phone, turn it off. If you've got windows open wherever, close them because I want to really be here with you now. We're talking about something really important. Your God-given desire for marriage matters. And I want to help you achieve it. And so let's use this time constructively. Let's give it all we got. I'm putting it all out there for you. I want you to do the same. Let's make it mutual. Sound good? All right. So I have heard so many women ask this question. And maybe if you're showing up here, you're asking the same thing. How do I know if God actually wants me to get married? Or maybe he really wants me to get remain single? Am I supposed to be single? Is the reason I'm single? Because God says so like is is this him or is this me? And so I find this like a very tricky question and it's not very helpful. So I have a better question. Why might God want you to get married? We often think of our season of singleness as like, well, we think of it in a lot of different ways, honestly, right? Like sometimes we think of it as there's something wrong that I need to fix. And until I fix it, I'm not going to get married, but it doesn't make sense because we see lots of people who are not fixed and all that they should be in order to be in a relationship. They're out getting married. They're doing their thing and they're seem happy and fine. So how come what's wrong? What? And we're looking to place blame, right? And I don't think that's necessary. We don't, we don't have to place blame. Like that's not the solution to the problem. Blaming isn't the solution. So I want to ask a better question of why might God want you to get married? What would that serve? Because it's easy to assume that God wants you to remain signal, single. It's easy to like put that on him. We usually want to blame someone in a situation that's not going our way. We'll blame ourselves. There's something I need to fix. Or we'll blame God. He's not doing his part. Or we'll blame the men, right? They're, they're not manning up. They're not pursuing. They don't act the way they should these days. Like, what if we drop all that? What if we just assume that God might actually want you to get married, that you have that desire, 
because it's from God that your desire is actually already in alignment with God, but it's going to require, we don't like that answer because it requires you to take action that will be scary and you're going to have to confront fear and you're going to have to challenge some of the ideas that you've really held on to about why this isn't working for you. Hi, Kagala, you just joined. I am so excited. You can't hear? Can anybody else not hear? I want to make sure I don't want to be talking to myself. I'm enthusiastically waving my hands. Can every can you hear me? I need to know. Somebody let me know if we yes, Jasmine can hear. Okay, so Kagala, I'm unfortunately, I don't know why, but I hope you can figure it out. And if you can't, for anybody who's worried about missing anything, you will get a replay recording, but all the fun is going to happen live. And I'm, I'm just praying that you're going to figure out why your sound system isn't working, but it's, it's, we're good on this end. So good luck. Now, I want you to think about this. How can God use your romantic relationships, whether that's a one night date, like you went out for coffee with somebody or a Christ-centered marriage, how can he use your relationship at any given stage of the relationship for his glory? And why might you be tempted to believe that God is withholding your husband? This is a really important question. And we don't have like the time and space to really dive into that question, but it's something I want you to take with you and think about. Why, why is that temptation there? I'm going to give you a hint. It kind of comes back to what we talked about a minute ago, which is that blame game. We want somebody to blame. And so we tend to believe that God's withholding a good thing. But we know that God doesn't withhold good things from his children. And marriage is a good thing. Now, I do not believe that everybody is meant to get married. Some people have a genuine desire, a God-given desire, a calling, if you will, to remain single, to remain celibate. And that is beautiful. Like, amen to that. But if you don't have that calling, if you have the calling for marriage, if you have the desire, and yes, they are the same, a calling and a desire can be the same thing. I want you to honor it. I want you to show up for it. I want you to grow into it. And it is going to be a beautiful thing for you, for your spouse, for the people you meet along the way, for your community, for your family. Everybody benefits from when you pursue your God-given desire. Okay. So if you are here and you're feeling like, I don't know how to go from where I am to where I want to be, you are not alone and I can help. I have coached hundreds of women through this process, helping them go from like single as a Pringle to dating, to courtship, to engagement and to marriage. And it is a beautiful process and it's scary and it's hard. And I want to make one caveat. I am talking about a Christ-centered marriage, which is different from a legal marriage. There are many marriages in the world that do not honor God. Let's not put them in the same category. If you want a Christ-centered marriage, if you want a relationship where it is equally yoked and Christ is at the center of it, you know, that's that's going to take a little bit more effort. It's going to it's going to require a little bit more from you, from your partner. It's going to require you showing up fully and embracing all of it. So it's okay if you're not there yet. And I don't care if you're 25 or 85. If you want it, 
it's still available. It's never too late. It's never too anything that your brain has made it mean. You can have that. It's available to you and I can help you. So I want to help you. One of the ways I primarily help my clients is by helping them challenge their thoughts. We all have negative thoughts. A lot of them you have borrowed and adopted from culture and community and parents, wherever we got them from Cosmo, we got them from TV shows. We got all these ideas and we never stop to really evaluate where is this coming from? And one of the things that I love doing is breaking it down. Like, let's look at it. And Do you want to continue to use those old thoughts or do you want to take like the fastest way to achieve a breakthrough is realizing that you had a thought, it's just a thought, and it was wrong. And that's what real repentance is all about. It's recognizing those thoughts and correcting them and getting your mind in alignment with the mind of God to adopt the mind of Christ is to have a breakthrough, to have an aha moment, a revelation, whatever you want to call it, it all happens at the level of the mind. And so we want to be aware of our thoughts. We want to learn to identify them. We want to learn to challenge them. We want to do what the Bible tells us in terms of take every evil imagination captive and surrender it back to Christ. And this gives us an opportunity to change our mind. And when we change our mind, we change everything. Everything happens at the level of the mind. So I have three questions that you can use. I want you to take these. These are yours. And I want you to start to use them in your life. And they're going to help you identify the truth because the truth will set you free. And first we start with, is this true? And and when I say true, I don't, I don't mean opinions. I don't mean beliefs. I mean, like, can you prove it and and just because you have evidence for it doesn't mean you can prove it like i there's lots of opinions that i hold and i can find lots of evidence for it but that doesn't mean it's true and we know it's true if god would agree with you like and and we want to really evaluate that based on what does that show up what does that look like in your life so if you've got scary negative thoughts we all do like, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it. I'm, I'm not done this fixing my life process yet. Something's wrong with me. I'm going to be this way forever. I'm too old. I'm too fat. Whatever negative thought you have, you want to ask, like, is it true? And, you know, let's say you think you're too fat. You might get on the scale and be like, yeah, see, the scale says that number. And that means I'm too fat. A number on a scale doesn't mean anything. What you decide to make it mean is where you're going to either succeed or fail right there at the thought level. And so if we can correct the thoughts around like this number on a scale means nobody's ever going to want me, we can fix everything. It, It really is that simple. So if you've got a thought like I'm too fat, nobody's ever going to be attracted to me. I want you to ask yourself, what would my life look like if I didn't believe that? I just, if I could get into your brain as your coach and just like eliminate that thought from your brain, just pluck it right out of there and throw it away. And you never thought that thought again, or any of its cousins, that thought was just gone from your brain. What would your life look like if it was impossible for you to believe or think nobody will ever want me because of my body? What would your life look like? And that's where we can start to really see like, oh, 
the thoughts matter, the mindset matters. And so we really want to work on creating healthier mindsets that help you honor your God-given desires. So you all my friends here today are in the right place. And I know you're in the right place if you are here for one of three reasons. First, if you're excited about getting married to a godly man and having a relationship that demonstrates love of Christ. Number two, you're motivated to leave the past behind and you're ready to move forward and co-create the life you've been dreaming of with Christ. Are you done? Are you done with the past? I know it's hard to let go, but if you're done, or if you just want to be done, if you're willing to be done, you are in the right place. Or number three, you're intrigued by the idea that your love life or lack thereof, it's okay, isn't a reflection of your devotion to God or your submission to Christ. Sometimes we think like, if I just pray more, if I'm just more dedicated to the church, if I'm just whatever, then God will reward me with this husband who's just going to magically appear on my doorstep at the right time if I do the right thing. And we put it all like all of our expectation on our behavior. And it, it the expectation doesn't belong there. It's not our behavior, but what fuels the behavior. Two people can do the exact same behavior and get totally different outcomes because one can be doing it from a place of fear and threat. They might go, let's say, just dating, going out for coffee dates. If you're going out and dating somebody from a place of fear, thinking like, oh, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I should, blah, blah, blah. The result of your coffee date is going to be dramatically different from somebody who shows up with the belief that like, I am here to love that person I'm about to meet. I, and, and I don't mean romantic love. I mean like agape, Christ-centered love. I'm just going to meet people and love them. And the relationship immediately is different, immediately, doesn't matter. You got the exact same cup of coffee, sat at the exact same table, but the emotion with which you show up, the thoughts and the quality of your mindset that you show up at the table with will change everything, okay? Now, so I wanna know, again, this is a back and forth conversation. I wanna have this with you. Which one are you? Put it in the chat box. Number one, two, or three. You can be all three. It's okay. But I want to know, is there one that really stands out to you? What feels really good to you? Put it over there in the chat box. I'm looking. Nobody's typing yet, but I want to see your answers there. One, two, or three. And I want you to know, whatever your reason is, whether it's one of those three or something else, I'm here to support you. I sincerely believe that when more women honor their God-given desires for marriage and other things, it has an amazing impact on the world. Like, I think one of the best ways to just let the kingdom of God reign in our lives is when we honor our God-given desires. And I am here to support you. Jasmine says, too, you are here for number, you're ready to leave the past behind. Awesome. I am here to support you. Anybody else want to share? I know there are more of you here. So come share your answers. Three is a great reason. Awesome. Awesome. I'm so excited for you ladies. Like this is going to change everything. So I introduced myself briefly in the beginning, but my name is Lily Matanguiza and I am a Christ-centered relationship coach and I believe in love. That, that is my thing. I, I love love. And these are my people. This is my husband, Lovingson, and my daughters, Chipo and Cheeto. They are amazing. Like I said, my husband is currently in Zimbabwe, really looking forward to seeing him. We haven't been together since I came over to Canada in the beginning of April. 
what are we at the end of May now? So it's been two months. It's going to be another month and a half. And then we're going to see each other. It's going to be awesome. In the meantime, I am putting all of my energy into this work because I also love this work and these babies, of course, aren't they amazing? They're so cute. Anyways, so this is our love story. We got married back in 2014 and we've had like so many ups and downs and we've, we've dealt with our share of things. Like I know we look cute and everything, but seriously behind the scenes, things haven't been easy. We've dealt with serious issues. We've, we've dealt with our kid being sick. We've dealt with the distance between us more than once. Like we did that now intentionally because, uh, we, we want to give our daughter, she's type one diabetic. And so we want to give her the best possible medical care. And that means being in Canada for at least six months. And we've both been divorced. But the one thing that I think is really special about our marriage is despite all these ups and downs and the challenges that we faced, we have a fight free marriage. And coming from somebody who had a pretty traumatic childhood and a very dysfunctional family, um, that means a lot to me. Like, and I don't mean that we never disagree, but to me, fighting is when you start to attack one another and, and you try to tear each other down and one of you has to be right. And I don't, I don't think that's necessary. Like, I know there's a lot of people out there who, you know, we talk about fighting fair and better fighting, but fighting really requires one person to win and to like, there's, there's a destructive pattern and we don't need to do that. There's another and better way. And I'm not going to talk too much about that here and now, but it's something that I want you to think about because if you've come from a traumatic past or you've had a lot of conflict in your relationships, you might think that that's the only way to go and that they're always going to be like that. And I just want to let you know, it's not true. It doesn't mean you're never going to have hurt feelings. You're, you're going to, I can guarantee it. You will have a full, if, as long as you are human, you are going to experience the full range of human emotions, all of them sad, depressed, negative, positive, you know, just all of it, anguish, all of it. You're not going to escape that, promise you. You cannot escape human experience of emotions. But you don't have to attack your partner and he doesn't have to attack you in all of that. So I am the host of the Forever Love podcast. I love the podcast. I love the community that we are creating around the podcast and around coaching. Um, like I said, I, I am a Christ-centered coach. I love coaching one-on-one. -on -one. I love coaching in groups. I love teaching like this. It is so much fun. And if you want to check out the podcast, it is available on Apple or Spotify or anywhere that you listen to podcasts or on the website proverbs2426.com. Please go check it out. Leave a review. It's awesome. I, I just appreciate all of the reviews. It's fun to read. All right. So like I said, I help women get married and I support them. I have been supporting them in their desire for healthy relationships for over 10 years. Um, you know, before I started in coaching, I was working with youth and particularly with their moms, moms who were coming out of broken home situations, helping them get back on their feet, helping them, you know, pick up the pieces. And I, I saw the challenge of trying to recover from a broken marriage. Like I said, I was divorced. I married my high school sweetheart. That was a bad idea. I got married for all the re wrong reasons. My husband also married and divorced really early in our lives. And there's a big difference between, you know, trying to repair and recover a relationship that was never 
really going to work from the start and trying to make up for somebody else's really bad behaviors and choices. Like if you marry a narcissist, it, it's really hard to fix that from one side. Like, yes, you can improve the relationship quite a bit with the right mindset and the right tools, et cetera, but so much better when you can do that work up front as a single person and bring your best self to a new relationship and hold the standard for a Christ-centered partner. That makes all the difference, honestly. And I'm saying this from my experience because when I got married the first time, I was a mess. I was really young. I was, you know, again, totally egocentric in my own thing. So was he, it wasn't, it, neither of us should have been getting married at all. Bad idea. Anyways, when I met Loving Son, I realized that the stuff I was taking with me, like bringing to this relationship, if I showed up the way I showed up for my first relationship with him, it was, it was doomed. It was not going to go anywhere. And he's awesome. <laughs> and I really quickly recognized like there are th some things I'm going to need to change. And so I started on my journey of like really intentionally doing the work, healing my heart, healing my mind, surrendering to Christ. Um, if you're curious about the backstory, go check out the podcasts episodes one through 12 are like the backstory. So you'll enjoy that. Um, but really like I knew that I needed to do something dramatically different or nothing was going to change. And now I help other women make those changes so that they can enjoy really awesome relationships because they're out there. So I want to know, can you imagine, are you, are you at the place where you can imagine what it would feel like to be 100% committed to your marriage right now? Not in the future, but I want you to commit to your marriage now while you're single, before you met him, or maybe you have a guy in mind, but can you commit to the idea of you being a wife and following through and doing whatever it takes to make that happen? Can I get a, a yes, an amen, anybody here in for that? Like, is that what you want? Can you imagine what it would feel to make that commitment to yourself now? Because it makes a difference because most people don't. Most people will have this desire but dismiss it or wait for it to happen to them i i say over and over again a christ-centered marriage will not happen to you it is something you are going to have to co-create with christ and you are going to have to want it some people have this burning desire and it's so uncomfortable because it's not fulfilled that they just shut it down and and that doesn't work like if you shut down the wanting, you're just denying yourself. And it, it doesn't, it's not in that like, oh, die, deny yourself. And, you know, it's not that it's, it's denying a God-given desire, something that wa Christ wants to actually fulfill and create through you. And so we don't want to shut that down, but sometimes we do because it hurts. And I want you to choose. I want you to make the choice, choosing to intentionally pursue a Christ-centered and equally yoked marriage is the single most powerful and disciplined way to honor your God-given desire for love and relationship and to establish trust with yourself. This is important. And practice living into who you were created to be. You know, like don't deny those parts of yourself. They're beautiful. They're important. And I don't want you to deny them. 
So let me briefly tell you where you're going here, because I got a lot I want to cover with you. This is going to be a really prayerful um, experience for you. And I hope you're enjoying it so far. Are we good? Any feedback here? Let me know, ladies. So we're going to pray that God would help you to become a wife. We're going to pray to guard your heart with love and not from it. We're going to pray for courage to take fruit-fueled action. And this is really important. I'm going to explain more about it later. And we're going to pray that God would teach you how to love because we think we know, we think it's just going to kind of come automatically, but there's really a skill to it. Like relationship skills take work and we don't automatically know that, especially if it wasn't like role model to us. If we've got bad examples around us or we're using wherever we're coming from, then, then this is something we need to teach ourselves. We need to educate ourselves and I'm going to help you. And then we're going to pray that God would help you to honor your desire for intimacy. That's a fun one. I can, it's coming. It's coming. So, and then I'm going to tell you how we can work together and we're going to have a little time at the end for Q and A. So if you have questions, please put them in the chat box. You can type them at any point. I'm not going to pause what I'm doing to answer the questions immediately, but I will come back to any questions in the chat box at the end. So please, please, please put your questions in the chat box. I want to answer them. So our first prayer is that we're going to pray that God would help you to become a wife. Okay. So sometimes when we are pursuing a goal, especially a God-given desire, we have these things I like to call spiritual bypasses, where we say something really spiritual, like, let thy will be done. And we use these spiritual bypasses to negate our responsibility in co-creating the desire. We want God to do it for us, not with us. So this spiritual bypass comes up a lot. And I just want you to be aware of it and aware of the times when you've abdicated your responsibility and been like, well, if God wants me to get married, he's going to have to do it for me. And it's just not going to work like that. Like, it's definitely something you're going to have to co-create. And I want you to be aware of it. So this is our prayer. And I want you to join me in this. Okay. Lord, you have given me the desire to be a godly wife. Please help me honor that desire and courageously take the next step towards marriage. Help me to trust you throughout the process and keep moving forward. Amen. Let me know if you agree. Amen. Chat box. Okay. It's really important. We, we need to keep making steps. We need to keep showing up for love. And it's, it's scary, but it makes a difference. I see you ladies now. Bonnie, Angie, Jacinta, Gala. Beautiful. Amen. Jasmine. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So quick reality check. You're probably not going to marry the next man you meet. I know. I know. So many of you are like, but I really don't want to have to keep dating. I don't want to have to keep meeting new people. It's exhausting. It's hard. It's tiring. It hurts. It's all the things, right? But you have to, you're, you're probably not going to meet the next man. You, you might, I mean, like, don't want to take anything completely off the table, but imagine that you've got like, imagine there's a locked door and God has given you a ring of keys. There's like a hundred keys on there. The first one might be the correct one that unlocks the door. But if it's not, don't quit. 
just use the next key. Like keep trying the lock, keep using whatever God is giving you, whatever God is putting in front of you, because it is for you. I can guarantee that whatever God, whatever obstacles, challenges God is putting in front of you, it is for you to grow, to learn, to develop, to mature. And there is a lesson to be learned when we choose to date deliberately. And I don't mean like defiantly, like, oh, I'm just going to date. No, no. Deliberately means in cooperation with God, really being intentional about what, how you're showing up and what you're doing and what you're learning and what you're offering to the person in front of you. Uh, Jasmine's got this question. How do I know if he is the one? I'm going to, I'm going to come back to that when we get to the Q and a, thank you for sharing it. And Kigala would like, I would like to know how to protect myself from getting hurt because I tend to catch feelings too quick. I love this question. It's coming up later. And if I don't answer it enough, I'm going to answer it again at the end. So I want you to be prepared in your heart and in your mind to learn the lessons. Like, yes, I want to learn everything. I see, Angie, your question, is there a, such a thing as being too picky? I'm going to answer that. And okay, let me tell you about Simona. She's one of the women I worked with. She uh, prayed that her boyfriend, that God would change her boyfriend, right? Like anybody ever said this prayer, like, Lord, please change him. Like, he needs to work on this. This is his problem. You've identified his problem and you are bringing it before God for correction. Please, Lord fix his laziness, fix his attitude, fix him, get him a job, get him an education, get him whatever, just fix him. Lord, anybody? Yeah. Okay. And then through our conversations, through coaching, she discovered that there was nothing wrong with her boyfriend and there's nothing wrong with the men out there. Like, I know we've got a lot of judgments. Yeah. Like we judge them for all the reasons they're not good for you, but that's, that's the only problem, right? Like that's not your person. So if you're looking at somebody and all you can see are your judgments first, you want to fix that. Like if you've got, if you just tend, as we mostly do without practicing, we tend to be very judgmental. It seems it keeps us safe. We want to be aware of people's faults, people's problems, because that makes us feel safe. Totally human, normal thing to do, but it really gets in the way of creating Christ-centered relationships. So she learned how to let him go in peace, not pieces. We don't have to destroy ourselves. We don't have to destroy the other person, but we do know how to let things go in peace when they're not for you. There's a lot of people out there. They're not all for you, but that doesn't mean that there isn't something to learn at every stage of the relationship and the journey that you're on. Okay. The next thing is we need to trust God. We learn to trust God in the midst of our hardest relationship. <laughs> In the midst of our hardest lessons, that is when we really lean on God. And sometimes that's like exactly what God is trying to do. He's trying to teach us. He wants us to lean on. And that doesn't mean he's punishing you. It just means that he's creating opportunities for you to learn something new. And it's us. The judgment of like, this is a punishment from God. That's our thinking. That's not what God, God's not punishing. He's not a punitive God. Okay, our God is a God of love. We have to remember that first and foremost. And it can be hard, especially if we're feeling shame. It's that shame that says God is punishing you. It's not the truth. It doesn't set you free, right? We know it. the truth shall set you free. This is how we determine whether something is true or not. So if you're thinking like God is punishing me and there's no, like God will correct you. 
but he's not a punitive God who hurts his children. He's a good father. Amen. Okay. Now it's your turn. Are you ready to fully commit to your marriage? I want to see some hands, yeses, chatting in the box there. Let me know. Are you ready? I think you are. Prayer number two, to guard your heart with love and not from it. This is going to kind of relate to, I think it was, let me see, who asked it? About being too picky and catching the feelings, right? We catch those feels. So we really want to practice guarding our heart with love, not from it. So let's talk about this. I have seen so many people, women, ladies, guarding their heart from love. They're like, I don't want to feel. I don't want to expose my heart to any kind of pain. It'll be too much. You, my friend, are underappreciating yourself. Okay? You, you can. You can feel it. The biggest problem with painful emotions like heartache, anguish, despair, loneliness is not the emotion itself. It is what we make it mean about us. It is the story we tell ourselves when we're having that feeling. A feeling in and of itself can't hurt you. It really can't. I know like it's it's an uncomfortable emotion in your body, but and and there's a lot going on there, especially around our language, the way we describe our feelings makes a huge difference. But if I took you into like an experiment lab and I had a little vial of anguish, like a nice little vial of anguish, and I injected some anguish into your body and I said, this anguish is going to last about 90 seconds. I want you to describe what it feels like in your body. You might tell me like, oh, I feel this sensation. There's like this twisty feeling in my stomach. Um, I feel like sweaty. I feel really closed in. Everything feels very small and tight. And, and then you would notice that it passes in about 90 seconds. Most emotions cycle through. You can complete an emotion in about 90 seconds. But we make it mean so much more than that. The story we tell ourselves and the way we describe it. So you can just describe it really as it is very matter-of-factly, or you can add drama. It feels like somebody has like ripped their hands into my chest and like twisted my heart and pulled it out. And like, I feel this like overwhelming black cloud of despair and shame. And it's a, like a heavy, soggy, dirty blanket. You know, our language changes everything. And instead of feeling the feeling for like, as long as it lasts, it's like, it's like picking a scab. You ever get a like a scab and you just pick it, pick it, pick, 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 pick. It's not the initial hurt that hurt you. It's that you keep irritating it and you keep going back to it and you like ruminate it and you, you make the emotion go over and over and over and over again. And that stuff's not necessary. So we do not have to guard our hearts from love. We need to guard our hearts with love. And I'm going to explain that. But first, we're going to say this prayer together. <sighs> Lord, help me to guard my heart with love. Help me to trust that love, real love, cannot hurt me. And that you, Lord, will not hurt me. If you lead me to it, you'll lead me through it. Amen. This is a hard one. 
it's hard to believe that love is as good as God says it is, that it really does set us free, that it really is the greatest of the, the things that we can experience on earth. And yet we spend so much of our time like avoiding it and protecting ourselves from it because we think that it's a double-edged sword. And it's, it's not. Love is not a double-edged sword, my friend. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is good. Love is good for you. It is, you want to embrace as much of it as you possibly can. And what you want to use love to guard your heart. Okay. So the Bible tells us above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. And I'm not saying don't guard your heart, but I'm saying guard it with love. Don't, don't try to avoid love. And that means like embracing the things that come with it. Yes. When you take a chance on loving somebody, you also risk getting hurt. That is part and parcel of the deal. And that's hard, but that is part of love. And if you know that you are strong enough to endure anything that God sets before you, you will show up with so much more courage and you will get through it. And, and if that's scary to you, that's okay. Like I get it. And that's why I'm here to support women through it. It's not easy. Like I'm not saying any of this is easy saying it's doable and it's doable for you. You can do this. Okay. So why do we guard our heart? First, your heart is valuable. You, your heart, this God, God, it matters to God and your emotions matter. And the truth is your heart is under attack sometimes, mostly not from the world, not from demons, not from out there, but your own mind the stories that you are telling yourself. And here's the thing, like, I sincerely believe we give the devil way too much credit. I'm not saying he's innocent by any means. Like, yes, he's bad. He's out there. He's doing his thing. But, but he has introduced shame and beaten you down. And you, me, us, we have a tendency to be like, oh man, Satan, you're right. I am what you say I am. I am useless. I am lazy. I am all these things that Satan says. And so, you know what we do? It's like Satan is beating us down with a stick and we're like, oh, you know what? You know what? I just want to help you. I'm a helper. I got a big heart. Satan, you've been working really hard lately. Give me that beaten stick. You take a break. I can do this. And we will pick up that stick and we will beat ourselves up and we will shame ourselves. And Satan's like gone on vacation. He's out bothering somebody else. And we are the ones who continue to self-flagellate. We continue to beat ourselves down. And I just want to say, don't just decide right here, right now. If you take nothing else away from this masterclass, refuse to do the devil's work for him. Just put that stick down. Okay does not serve you. It does not bring glory to God. Put it down. Amen. Okay. So now I wanted you to tell me, do you want to guard your heart with love or from it? Chat box. Okay. I want to see some withs or froms over there in the chat box. And as you're doing that, we're going to move on to prayer number three, the prayer for courage to take fruit fueled action. I love talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That is my jam. So let's talk about the spiritual bypass that we do of I'm waiting on the Lord. 
sounds so nice, sounds so patient, sounds so Christian, right? I'm waiting on the Lord, but I'm telling you, it is a spiritual bypass to avoid taking action. Again, we talked about like, we want God to do it for us and to us. And we don't want to have to participate because we might get it wrong. We might do something wrong and we might get hurt in the process. And we think that if God does it for us and to us, then we can skip the part where our feelings are uncomfortable. We can skip all the negative emotion part. And so we say we're waiting on the Lord, but really we're just avoiding taking action and we're paralyzed by fear. And we are passively experiencing our life and life is just happening to us instead of getting out there and participating in this beautiful experience God has created for you. Like life, it is for you. I don't I know that you've experienced trauma. I know you've had bad things happen to you, but I also know that this life is for you. There is a purpose to it that is good and that is from God. And it is just a learning experience. So learn what you can from it. Take it all in, all of it. Just say yes to life. I One of my favorite praise and worship songs is the simplest one. Do you know that song? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. That yes is the most powerful prayer I think we can say. It's that one word of like, yes, I will do it. I will experience it. Yes, whatever it is, God, bring it, bring it. And and we show up for it. Amen. So let's say this prayer together. Lord, help me take action that is fueled by the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Amen. You're going to have to do a lot of things in life and you can make sure that you're on the right track. Like if you want to know if you're doing something quote unquote right or wrong, really start to pay attention to the emotion that is fueling it. If you are fueling your behaviors and every everything you do, everything, every action that you take, remember verbs, anything that is a verb that you are doing in your life is fueled by an emotion. And most of the time we have default emotions that are just like, default plugged in. We're going to be scared of this. We're going to do this. We're going to just, it's like our boredom cruise control to avoid as much pain as possible, to stay as comfortable as possible. And so we just like default along in our cruise control life and it doesn't get us where we want to go. It's just, it's just not working. Right. But if you will be intentional about choosing to fuel any given action that you have to take, with any of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, I really don't think you can go wrong. You, It's just going to work. And this is when you like start to cultivate and express the good works. We talk about like good works in our lives. Fuel it with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Take an action and fuel it with the fruit of the Holy Spirit and you will do good works and you will honor God and you will be God's good and faithful servant. But we really have to like, it's, it's basic, but we kind of skip it. And if you're not sure which of these to, to start with, like what you need to fuel your action, choose love. Like love, you can't go wrong. Err on the side of love. If you're confused about anything, if you're scared, if you're in doubt, choose love. And I want to point out that self-control is at the bottom of this list because self-control 
is really like the elimination of fear. When we choose not to live in fear, we are living with self-control. But sometimes we try to skip to that. We just want to manage our behavior. And and it gets this whole, like, imagine it like a pyramid and you have to have that base of love first. And then when you unlock love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, um, then you can unlock self-control. But you can't start with self-control and try to get to love. Start with love and self-control comes naturally. Cool? Okay. So I want you to know that in 2013, I didn't know if this gorgeous man was going to marry me. I, I really didn't know. He hadn't asked me yet. And honestly, we were in a weird situation. We were working together and it was awkward. And I didn't know what to tell people. And I didn't know if he was the one yet. And I decided to let myself love him. And I decided to show up for the relationship, no matter what that meant and learn whatever I could for him. But and, and this is where we are now, 2002, 22. It's, it's a beautiful thing. But most of us, and this was me, say this prayer. Hands up if you have said this prayer. Please, God, if he is not the right one for me, take him away. But you know what we do when we're, we're saying this prayer is like, I don't have anything to learn here. And it's really like a hubris type pride of like, there's nothing for me to learn here. There's nothing for me that is good here. And just... I don't want to experience any, any kind of challenges in my life. So just take them away. But if we will instead say, Lord, if this is a good man for me, help me to do everything I can to be the best version of myself for him. And that's what I switched to. And these beautiful babies are the result of that prayer. So I just want to offer that to you today. You can say this instead. If he is a good man for me, help me to level up. Help me to grow. Help me to become a Christ-centered wife and woman. So, and, and I know that you already are, but there's always a next level. Always. You are not going to be done on this side of heaven. So just keep going. Keep opening your heart, saying more. Now we're going to get into prayer number four. Pray that God would teach you how to love. Amen. So another spiritual bypass. We think that we need someone else to bring us closer to God, like give me a godly husband so that I can go before God. And, and this is just a thought error. You don't need anybody else to intervene between you and God. That is Jesus. And you have him. You have the Holy Spirit within. You got everything you need within you already. Okay. So we're going to say this prayer. Lord, help me live in an atmosphere of love, love for you, love for myself and love for those you've placed in my life. Help me to remember that we are all 100% worthy of love. Amen. You're already there, my friend. You are 100% worthy of love. Nobody has to come and fix you. Like That work is done. Jesus is the savior. You are saved. You are worthy. That doesn't mean you don't have lessons to learn. Doesn't mean you don't have room to grow, but you are worthy of love right here right now. So do not deny that of yourself. Because that's what my friend here, Melissa did. She's someone I worked with for a while. And she doubted that she deserved to be loved. So one of the things we really worked on together is her loving who she is now, not who she will be when she's done being fixed by God, but who she is now, and in turn, preparing to love others unconditionally. Sometimes we have a really hard time loving others simply because we haven't learned to accept certain things about ourselves. So we like project onto others 
the things we dislike about ourselves. You know, I, I do this for sure. One of my core values is integrity. And one of my biggest pet peeves is hypocrisy, like drives me up the wall. It's one of those things that I can spidey sense from like a mile away. And I hate it when I see it on the pulpit, it drives me crazy. And it's this thing that I haven't really learned to accept in myself that sometimes I'm a hypocrite. I'm going to be honest. It's hard. It's hard. But the truth is sometimes the person who I show up as and who I see myself behind the scenes and who I know in my heart, they're not exactly a match. And that doesn't mean that I'm not trying to always be my best. It's that I don't believe that I am my best, that I am trying my best. I like beat myself up. Remember I told you, like we get the beating stick. This is me. This is what we do. This is us humans, right? So just being aware of that. You already are 100% worthy of love. So when I met my husband, <laughs> he would come to me with, like, I was a I was a connoisseur and collector of teas. I didn't drink a lot of tea. I'm a coffee person, but I liked to buy tea and I like to smell tea, especially from David's tea because they had like an assortment. And so I had a collection and Lovingson does drink tea, a lot of it. And he used to drink it, like if it was a cup this big there was about like this much leftover sugar in the bottom of it when he was done and he like would bring his little thermos cup to me and be like can I have some tea please and this is really where our relationship got sweet where I started to be like you need to cut down on your sugar intake I'm gonna like swap out the sugar for some honey and we're just gonna put this much and you're gonna adapt and he started to bring me coffee and he doesn't like coffee so he'd be like mm, doesn't smell that great but he'd go to Tim Hortons and it was a beautiful thing and and the reason I'm sharing this with you because we had to learn how to serve one another and you don't need to find somebody who is just like you you are just like you and that is more than enough and that is good but you do want somebody who compliments you as an equally yoked partner. And that doesn't mean everything has to match. It just means that the most important things, your core values have to be a want match. And so that moves into prayer number five, where we're going to talk about how to pray that God would help you to honor your desire for intimacy. This is a tricky one. And I bet if you've been in church for any amount of time, you've been told to crucify the flesh and you've probably done it many, many, many times. Amen. And the problem with this, it's not that we shouldn't crucify the flesh. It's just that you've done it. And you didn't do it like when you white knuckled your way through a temptation and a, a, like an urge kind of hit you and you were like, I won't do it. I refuse. That's not crucifying the flesh. Crucifying the flesh happens when you accept Jesus. And if you're here and you believe that Christ has redeemed you, you have crucified the flesh. And now it's time to work on your mind. So, and here's a little thing I want to share with you. The flesh does not have resurrection power, okay? It's not like you crucified it yesterday and overnight it resurrected and now you're like crucifying it again and again and again and again. No, no. It is your mind that needs to be renewed. And if you will get your mind in alignment with God, your flesh will follow. Your body is obedient to your brain. So we want to work on the brain first and the body will respond. And that doesn't mean you're not going to experience temptations and frustrations and addictions or whatever. It just means that don't attack it at the body level by trying to crucify the flesh over and over again and white knuckle your way through everything. It means adopt the mind of Christ, do the work at the thought level and everything else will follow. Okay. So let's do this prayer. Lord, 
help me to honor my desire for love and intimacy in the best way possible. Help me to settle for nothing less than your best. Amen. Okay, so this lovely lady, Vicky, she was really scared of dating simply because she thought that it would create a lot of temptations for her. She was somebody who was really in her body and her love language is physical touch. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a beautiful love language. But she made it mean that like, if she went anybody anywhere near attractive men, she wouldn't be able to control herself. And she would keep trying to like, just shut it down. Like, I'm not going to feel not going to feel, not going to feel. And that wasn't working because then she just feel more. And so by working together, she learned that she could actually love the sexy side of her, even while she was single. Some of you are just like, nope, not going to feel it until I'm married. And then we can turn up the fire and it's all going to be good. But no, we have to learn how to live within our own bodies and with our own emotions and our responses and know how to really manage ourselves again from the mind not at the physical level so you can be a beautiful attractive woman you can be in full bloom in your full femininity and it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong like there's a way to do it in right relationship with god and it doesn't mean like cut it shut it down it just means embrace it so i want to really quickly talk about true modesty because we hear this message over and over again about like how you show up and don't tempt men and don't be a stumbling block but modesty true modesty is not about the level to which you cover your body it's it's really not and i'm not saying like you know expose yourself by any means but i am saying that it is Modesty is about being authentic to who you truly are in Christ without exaggerating anything or taking anything away in order to gain somebody else's approval. So we do this all the time, right? Like we push things up, we like plump things, we retract things, we contour things. We want to exact, and I'm not saying don't use makeup or push-up bra, but what I'm saying is really be aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it. That awareness is so important because we don't have to puff up and we don't have to shrink. We just need to stand our sacred ground. Okay, just be who you are in Christ. And sometimes we are so scared of who we really are that we puff up and we shrink. You know, some of us have a tendency to go either way. You tell me, are you a puffer or a shrinker? I want to know. But true modesty is just learning to be comfortable in your own skin. Because if you can be comfortable in your own skin, temptation will not have so much of an effect on you. Temptation is so tempting because it's an escape. Like if you have emotions that make you want to crawl out of your skin, temptation is a great way to distract yourself. But if you can learn to be in your own body, in your own skin, in your own mind, it is a beautiful place of peace, my friend. Amen. So I want to know on a scale of one to 10, how do you feel? About your own sexual desire right now are you a one really uncomfortable with it and you feel like you might be disappointing god or 10 amazing i know it's a beautiful part of who i am i want you to tell me one to ten you can be anywhere in between but i'm, I'm curious i'd love to know now no matter what you are on that scale i want you to know that i've helped hundreds of women renew their minds and change their lives Okay, when you do this work, 
It has a tremendous effect on everything in your life. And, and one of the things like my superpower is offering new thoughts, right? We have conditioned our brain to think so many things and we have 60,000 plus thoughts every day. And they're usually quite repetitive. We think the same stuff. And I, I like to imagine it like you've got your wardrobe full of the same thing you've been wearing for years. And my job is to take you into the store and help you try on new outfits and find the one that works for you and where you want to go. All right. So if you've like got nothing in the closet, nothing good, that's going to help you get to where you want to go. Hey, I am like the person who's going to be like, try this on. Does it fit? And not everything that's going to is going to fit. What looks good and works for one woman might not work so well for another. This is a process that is really custom to you. And you got to figure out what works for you. Okay. So would you like me to help you prepare for marriage and attract an equally yoked partner with as little drama, confusion, and heartache as possible? Yes. Do we have any yeses? Amens? If so. You have two options. Option one, you can stay confused. You can not do the work. You can remain the same. And option two, you can follow a proven roadmap. And that is what I have created for you. If you keep doing it on your own, chances are you're going to be in the same place you are today next year. Nothing's going to change unless you do. But if you choose option number two, you can 100% commit to pursuing your God-given desire for marriage and start using a roadmap that works. And I have created that for you. I, I mean, like the road is there. The options are there. I just made it a little bit easier. And I did that through my program called Ready for the One. And it's not that I believe that there is one single person out there you are destined to be with, but it means that you are preparing yourself for the person. You'll know who he is when you're married to him. Okay, not before when he's there, you'll be like, yeah, this is my person. But here's what we're going to do in this program. You're going to effortlessly meet men, plural, not just one, but men and learn to connect with them in a way that is meaningful and purpose driven. All of them, every date you go on should be meaningful and purpose driven. They're, they're not a waste of time. Other humans in your life are not a waste of time. There's always something to learn. I'm going to help you learn those lessons. They're going to make you a better person when you embrace them. The second is you're naturally going to attract and select the man that is right for you by living into your identity in Christ. So when you live into your identity, it's, it's just a natural thing that the right quality guy that you're looking for is going to be attracted to you. Next, you're going to learn how to communicate your desire for marriage without second guessing yourself. And there really is an art to this. Like we don't, <laughs> I see people do it all the time. Like the first line in their dating profile is like marriage material only. Like if you're just looking and you know, that's, it's good to be honest and upfront about what you're looking for, but there's a way to do it with a little bit more tact and grace and allow people to like naturally be inquisitive about what you're looking for rather than just like immediately filtering everybody out and like making people jump through hoops to even have a conversation with you if you're if you're in that zone it's okay but there's a better way i promise then you're going to learn how to grow spiritually and emotionally 
through daily devotions and prayer. Like this, this program that I've created for you is a step-by-step -step class. It is a daily process with lots of really nitty gritty work for you to do to like help you grow and develop yourself. Next, you're going to melt away awkwardness around vital conversations. I know, I know there's some things we don't want to talk about. We're scared if we bring it up, if we talk about like, oh, I don't want to have sex before marriage, or I do want this, or I don't want that. You know, we're really scared. We're scared that it's going to make the other person run away. And I'm going to show you how to have those conversations in a meaningful way that give them the freedom to make a choice, but also you really are holding space for them to embrace what you would like to have. And then we're going to talk about how to gracefully navigate that transition from single to married, because I promise you can get married. I can help you make that transition. Cool. And I do this through six core modules. I love these modules. I have prepared them. I've been working on them. Like this is where I've been taking all the stuff I do as a coach in one-on-one -on -one sessions. And I've really created a toolbox for you so that if you, I mean, honestly, Private coaching is a bit of an investment. It's 5,000 a year. And this is a way to get all of my tools and the resources and the lessons I teach in a really smart little toolbox way. And the modules that I teach are about taking back your power, knowing your worth, dating deliberately, because dating is a really important part of the process. We can't skip it. The art of discernment. You need to be able to discern good things. How to court with confidence. I am a huge supporter of courtship, but I I think it means something a little bit different to me than what it means typically out in the world. And I, there's definitely space in the way I, I explain it in this journey that you'll take with me between the difference between dating and courtship. And when you get it in the right order, it makes sense. And we're not overly committed too soon. And we're not wondering where this is going too late in the relationship. This is where if you don't do it in the right order, that's where you end up wasting a lot of time. And finally, I'm going to help you get engaged and prepare for marriage. And I've got a final module that is all about that final step in the journey. Now, the value of this is over $2,000 because there's so many of my coaching tools and the things that I have learned and I want to share it with you. So the value is really awesome, but don't get sticker shocked yet. Like I know some of you are going to look at that number and go, ah, that's too much, Lily. I can't pay that. Up. And all the things are going to come up. Breathe with me. Don't worry. That is, that is not what you're going to be paying. So stick with me for a second, but I want you to know the value of this. Like if you were to buy all this stuff separately somewhere else, it would cost quite a bit. It would be well over $2,000 because you're getting six training modules that take you from being wherever you are right now. If you're in a relationship, if you're not in a relationship, doesn't matter. But from where you are to setting a date to get married and making that marriage happen. And you're going to be getting videos. This is a video program. It also includes conversation scripts and PDF worksheets. And there's just a ton of stuff in there. I can't get into it all right now, but it is really awesome. And you're getting the life code. The life code is my favorite tool for teaching people how to adopt the mind of Christ and how to really take all those other thoughts captive and surrender them. Our mind is our greatest possession. Like 
we really want to know what to do with it. And so many people are letting their brains run on autopilot and just being in survival mode. And it does not serve you as you serve God. And so you're constantly in a war with your own mind. And I can show you how to end that battle today. And I'm going to give you a faith-based action plan every step of the way. It's going to be amazing. Plus, I am a big fan of bonuses. I always want to give as much value as humanly possible. So I've also created a daily devotional for you that is going to give you a prayer that you're going to go through. And it's going to give you like a little daily reading, a devotional. And it's going to help you really adopt the mind of Christ and learn to use that life code that I just talked about and transform your mind. This is something you... You have to do intentionally. It takes effort. We have to be very mindful of what's going on in our mind. So it's got writing prompts. Um, it's got scripture to help you stay rooted in the word. It's an amazing devotional. I love this. It is just brilliant. I'm, I'm bragging a little bit, but I really do. I put my best stuff into that. And I want you to know that I am not special. Like, I'm not more lovable than you. I'm not especially gorgeous. I think I'm cute. I mean, I've worked on my body image and choosing to believe that I'm very lovely, but I, there's nothing special about me. I have just got a simple approach that demystifies the process of dating and courtship and takes away all the unnecessary drama and confusion so that I can help you get to where you want to be. Okay, so you're going to also get on top of the daily devotional, I, I want to do group coaching with you. So everybody who joins, we're going to have a weekly session, we're going to I'm going to coach you as a group, which is really awesome, because you get to learn by being coached and from the other women in the room, it's going to be online, I don't know what day it's going to be yet, I'm going to look at who's enrolled and we're going to figure out what works best for everybody. So as many people as possible can attend because there will be students from around the world. And I want to make sure that we find something that is as, as helpful for everybody as possible. Sound good. And I want to make sure that you love this. Like I love it, but you need to love it. And that is why I'm giving you a 30 day money back guarantee. If you will do the work, you have to do the work. It won't work unless you work it. So if you do the work, but you're still not satisfied, let me know. And within 30 days, it used to be 14, but I'm like, I don't care. I want you to really be in here. I want you to do your best. I want you to get it all because it, it matters. It makes a difference. So if you you're, you do 30 days at the end of June, you're still not satisfied. Let me know. And I'll gladly give you a full refund. Okay. No problem. And as a little extra bonus, I know you're going to get there. And I want to give you a she said yes surprise. So at the end, if you share, because I want to celebrate it. Congratulations. You honored your God-given desire. Now you're married. It's amazing. And I want to send you a little gift. It's a surprise. So I can't tell you too much about it, but I will be sending that to you. So here's what you get. You get the Ready for the One program, plus the daily devotionals, plus group coaching, and that little surprise at the end, which does come to a total value of over $3,000. Now, again, breathe. That is not what you're going to pay. Because even though it does cost over $3,000, I want to give this all to you for $9.97, okay? And I know that's still a bit steep, but your marriage is worth investing in, okay? And while you think about that for two more seconds, I did not get my cord. <laughs> Thank you.
Okay, note to self, make sure you plug in the computer before you start teaching things. That's what I'm gonna do next time, all right? I love you ladies, you are, your patience is generous and I appreciate it. There we go, that's gonna make this a lot easier for everybody if I don't disappear because my computer shut down. All right, so 997 is the cost of this program and to make it easier because I know life, I wanna make sure you've got a payment plan option so you can get this program. You can start today for as little as $97. So if you would like to join, you can do that by heading over to proverbs2426.com slash enroll. And I am going to put the link in the chat box. Here we go. Paste. Everybody see that there in the chat box? So if you would like to participate in this program, it's gonna be running for the next 10 weeks. It's gonna be amazing, full of awesome women. Head over to proverbs2426.com slash enroll and join me today. Plus, if you choose the full pay option, I know it is a bit of an investment, but I wanna make it worth your while by giving you two private coaching sessions that is valued at over $500 and I'm really excited to meet you. So if you're like, I need, I want the course and I want more of you, Lily, I need coaching, I need you to talk to me. This is a brilliant way to get coaching with me at a really good price. Like it pays for itself very quickly when you do it this way. So if you can try the full pay option, again, you're still gonna, you're gonna get the money back guarantee if you decide you don't love it and you'll have gotten coaching at the same time. So by all means, check out the full pay option. And I wanna reward those who are ready to take action today. If you are like, yes, Lily, this is for me, go sign up now because I am also going to give you 10 done for you conversation starters. So you're never gonna be tongue tied about what to say on a first date or second date. I'm gonna give you some scripts so that you know what to say. And I don't normally do this, but I am really, really excited about this round of Ready for the One. I've done this in the past and it has been amazing, but I'm super excited for this one. So if you enroll by the end of this masterclass here today, I'm going to give you an extra private coaching session because I want to meet you. I'm super excited to work with you. I'm super excited to teach you all of this stuff. So if you sign up right now before we end the masterclass, I am going to give you a free private one-on-one -on -one coaching session so I can get to know you. I can coach you wherever you're at, help you get to where you want to go that much faster. Sound good? But you got to sign up before we finish here today within the next like 15 minutes or so. Thank you again for your patience. This has been really awesome. We are almost at the end of this masterclass, but go sign up now and I will make sure you get scheduled in with me and it's going to be awesome. So one of the main things that you're going to do in this program is overcome fear. You know, the Bible tells us fear not, because when we do, we're like getting in our own way. So you are going to very directly overcome the fear of rejection, the fear of disappointment, unworthiness, not knowing what to do, putting yourself out there, being judged and feeling lonely amongst others, whatever your fear is. We're going to address it and you are going to conquer it once and for all. It doesn't mean you're never going to feel fear again. It just means that you're going to have the skills to face it with courage and you're going to show up for your life irregardless of fear. Fear can be irrelevant, totally irrelevant. It's okay that you're scared. Do it anyway. 
And I'm going to show you how. I know that sounds easy, like just do it anyway. But really, there is a way to get there. If you're not there yet, you could be. So again, you can do it one payment of $9.97, and that gets you the bonus coaching sessions or um, choose the 12 payment plan, make it easy on yourself. Yes, you're going to have to set a little aside in your budget, but it's so worth it. Plus you have this program for life. Like once you sign up, you're in all of this material is yours. You can come back to it whenever you need to. So if you start dating now, maybe you don't get into a relationship and then engaged in for a few more months. That's okay. When you're there, that material is going to be there for you. And there's so much like conversations to have with your fiance, things you need to discuss before the wedding day. Like all of that is built right into the program. So you've got it. It's, it's there for you. Okay. So real quick, if you're curious about what to do, you're going to go over to Proverbs2426.com slash enroll. You're going to see this, this page, and then you're going to choose the payment option that is best for you. And you're going to click, put in all your information, doesn't take too long. And then I'm going to congratulate you because this is a big deal. And then you're going to get an email from me. It should look something like this with your login details. You're going to head over to the members only training port and put in your information. I'll make sure you save that email. You don't want to lose it. It's got your login details. You're going to go over to the, the start the course thing. And you're going to watch the welcome video. There's a welcome video waiting for you right there. So I want you to go ahead and do that. And if you do, again, I will reward you with a private coaching session as soon as possible. We'll just get that in the books. Okay. Super excited. Now, you might have some doubts. And this is where we're going to ask those questions. You may be thinking, yeah, I want to get married. But, and while we talk about that. I'm going to go back and answer your questions. So who had questions? I am looking in the chat. Okay. Looking in the chat. If you have new questions, any questions at all, now is your chance to ask them. But I am looking back at them. Is there such a thing as being too picky? Yes. Yes, you can be over filtering and you can be um, refusing to look at options based on things that really don't matter to you, but you're making them matter because it, it lets you off the hook for having to try that hard. So you, you want to have standards and you want to really base your standards on your core values. But if you're valuing everything and you think everything on your list matters equally, then you are disillusioned. You want to really be aware of like, oh, these two or three things really matter to me. And the rest is pretty negotiable. I mean, we think we want somebody who's like this, like this, like this, like this. We have our laundry list and we think we'll be happy if we get all those things. And then the reality is some people get everything on their list and they're still not happy. How is that? Why is that? First, it starts with your mindset. The things on your list probably don't matter as much as you thought they did, honestly. Like my husband checks a lot of boxes, but he's not perfect. And there's things like he doesn't do and he's not and that's okay but the things that really matter to me 
who checks those boxes and that's what's most important. So you want to know, and I don't know if you're too picky, but is it possible? Yes. And one of the things that is awesome about coaching, if you like do the full pay option or, you know, in the group coaching sessions, you have a chance for me to coach you. And I can like tell you, this is where you're being too picky. This is where you want to renegotiate and, and really consider like, meh, that actually doesn't matter at all. Like, here's a really great example. You think he needs to be a certain height. You think he needs to be higher or taller than you, but it's only because you think that when he's taller, you're going to feel a certain way. Okay. If you can feel that way, regardless of his height, his height no longer matters. And, and it's things like that, that a subtle shift will make a huge difference. Okay, I would like to know how to protect myself from getting hurt because I tend to catch feelings too quickly. We kind of covered that when I talked about guarding your heart. But, you know, as you show up for these relationships, dating is really important because it teaches you like, oh, I don't have to like throw myself into this relationship right from the beginning. There are stages of a relationship and we want to honor each stage for what it is. A coffee date is just a coffee date. And if we're thinking about marrying the man that we're on a coffee date, we have gotten ahead of ourselves and we're gonna cause ourselves unnecessary pain and suffering. But if you can just love and appreciate him as somebody you're having a coffee with, and then your only decision on date number one, I'm gonna give you a quick tip. Date number one, your only decision is, do I wanna have a second date with this person? Do not try to decide if this is somebody you wanna marry on date one, decide if you would like to have a follow-up conversation, if you would like to see more of this person or not, not if they would be a good father for your children, okay? That's getting ahead of yourself. You want to take it baby step by baby step. And when you do, you make so much more progress than if you try to like leap ahead 500 yards, okay? Hope that makes sense. Does that answer your question? This is absolutely true. We can be our own worst enemies from our thoughts and beliefs. Amen. Uh, yes to the prayers. I'm glad you like the prayers. Um, I want to make sure that you all have the prayers after. So check your emails. I will be sending you follow-up stuff with the prayers that we shared here today. I did miss, make a list of 10 to 12 things I am looking for and then narrow this down to three must-haves. That is a great strategy. I love that for you. The main thing I'm looking for is a man in his in his moral and beliefs about God and mindset and our common interest in hobbies. Mindset around God, super. And, and I, ca I count that as a freebie. Like if we have a bingo chart, like <laughs> a Christ-centered man is like a freebie in the middle. That's a given. You want to have somebody who, you can't really have a Christ-centered relationship without a christ somebody who's got a relationship with Christ. Okay. So that's a given the hobbies. It's a nice thing. Like it's a bonus, but it's not necessary. If you can get the things you really want out of a marriage without both of you liking pottery or dogs or hiking or whatever, like I'm a camper. You think I can get my husband to spend a night in a tent? No, <laughs> no, I cannot. And that's okay. Like that is not what our marriage is about. I do not need a camping buddy. I need a life partner. And there's a big difference. And then when you really recognize that, you can just really let your hobbies be your hobbies and enjoy them with other people who enjoy those hobbies. And that doesn't mean you might not, like, I love hobbies as a way to meet new people, but don't pin a relationship on a hobby. 
or an interest because your hobbies and interests will change, but your core values won't. I remember when I started dating my husband, I pretended to be really into football. And I mean, like, I find it interesting, but I know nothing about it. Definitely didn't then. And I just really wanted cuddle time. Like I wanted him to come over and I wanted him to sit with me and I wanted him to stay there for two to three hours. And football made that possible. So I was like, I am all for football. Football is for me because football means you stay there. And so, you know, and the truth is now I will stay up with him for the Super Bowl. And when we live in Zimbabwe, that means we're watching the Super Bowl at three in the morning and I fall asleep. <laughs> you know, it's, it's part of those things. I don't have to love football anymore. So, oh, I like this question. What do you think about a long distance relationship? It takes work. It is a challenge. It is something that is like next level. It is doable, very doable. A big part of our dating process was long distance. There was a chunk of months, probably about six months, where I was up in the Northwest Territories in Arctic Canada, and he was down in Toronto. And that's like about a five hour flight away and like a four day drive. And and a big part of our relationship was conversations on the phone for many, many months. And there's, there's a benefit to that. There's a, a lot of, God was doing a lot of work on us privately, individually. And I think that was a beautiful thing. And, you know, when the time was right, we were reunited. I think that was a God thing. And the, the reality is though, like it can't stay that way forever. There can be seasons where you guys, for whatever reason, have to spend time apart. I mean, and you want to have a good reason. Like the only reason that I would spend five months away from my husband is because my kid needs medical attention. And that to me is a good reason. If it was anything else, like a career or whatever, like, no, 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 I want to be it with my husband. But there's sometimes really good reasons. So you really have to know your reasons and like your reasons. And if they're good for you, great. And if they're not, don't go for it. So this is a, a, a know thyself kind of a thing. So you have all been amazing. Thank you for all your participation. Thank you for joining me in this program. I'm so excited to be your teacher and your coach in this. I know you're going to get just a life-changing experience, and I can't wait to welcome you into the program. If you're already in, yay, I can't wait to meet you and coach you privately because that's what you get if you sign up now. You got one more minute because um, we are going to wrap this up. And I see Angie's got a question. I have an old mindset in the process of changing that men only want sex. Oh, you are not alone. A lot of people have this mindset. And it seems that all the men I'm attracting want sex super early. I want to wait till later, maybe not till marriage. This is my biggest issue. Okay, I, I get this. I hear this a lot and I totally support your decision. And for the record, I believe that it is best practice to save sex for marriage. That does not mean that everybody does it. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't. I know I quote unquote should have, and I believe that we all should strive for that. But reality is, doesn't always work out that way. And it doesn't mean the relationship is doomed. And it doesn't mean you're going to be punished. And it doesn't mean you're being punished for anything you did before today. Okay. It just means that you're human. And I thank God there's enough grace for that. 
you know, God knows our situations and he knows who we are and what we want and all of it. And I really believe in the grace of God. Doesn't mean we don't have conversations about boundaries and we don't set boundaries and we, we want to really have healthy boundaries and a big part, especially in, I think it's module four on discernment is about creating those boundaries and dating deliberately and telling people very clearly what you want and helping yourself really embrace your boundaries and letting them learn to like them. Like there's a way, and, and here's the thing, like so many of us try to sell it. These, these things that we want, we have these wants and needs and preferences, etc. but we like put it across in such a way that is, it's just shuts down the relationship. Like we're so afraid they're going to reject us because we have a boundary that we put it out there in such a way that it it's not even the boundary that's the problem it's the way we're articulating it and this is relationship skill stuff right being able to convey what you want in a way that is respectful and kind and generous is super important and it doesn't come naturally normally we we want to put things out there and we put up our boundaries not with love, but from this place of fear. And again, that gets in the way. And so if you can learn to undo that, if you can learn to set your boundaries with love, it really does change everything. So I hope that helps. And of course, you will learn so much more about that and you'll learn how to practice it and do it with me inside the course. But even if you don't, like I wanna recommend the book called Boundaries. I, I wanna say it's by, oh, what is his name? I can't remember his name right now, but there's a book and it's called Boundaries and everybody should read it. There's various versions. There's like boundaries and dating. Highly recommend it. Check it out um, and, and learn how to create them from love. And I've also done a couple podcasts on boundaries. I, I don't know which episodes they are, but go over to Proverbs2426.com slash blog and all the podcasts that I've done. There are over 70 episodes now and I've done a couple just on boundaries. Go check them out. I've got lots of tips on that as well. Any other questions? I think they're, yes, Cloud and Townsend. Exactly. Thank you for reminding me. Um, thank you so much, ladies. It has been an honor and a pleasure chatting with you today. I'm so glad you were here. I look forward to seeing you in the program. If you have any questions, please reach out to me, lily at proverbs2426.com. I will help you. You are not in this alone. You don't have to do it alone. I know the struggle that you're experiencing in, and I want to be there for you. I want to support you every step of the way, and I want to surround you with more women like you who, who get it and are working on it and doing the work and becoming the best possible version of themselves for themselves and for the glory of God. And you're just doing this work and just being here today, such a blessing for you, for me. This, this just adds so much more light and love into the world. And I thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. If you have any questions, email me. If not, I hope I see you inside the program. And until next time, God bless you. Bye for now.